0: Good evening everybody, and thank you for being here, and welcome for this Attending Lasting Satisfaction Series tour. The subject what I'm supposed to talk is the reincarnation tonight. It is fact or fiction. Well, you know what I like to say, false information. It is false, it's not true. But I am reincarnated Lama. So if I say that, I'll lose my job. (laughs) So I don't want to say it. That's supposed to be a joke. (laughs) The truth is I cannot tell you whether the reincarnation is reality or it's a fiction. But I'm supposed to be reincarnated Lama and I mentioned in my book in my book I said reincarnation is my culture I'm not here to sell my culture reincarnation is something that you have to find out by yourself if I tell you it's true absolutely true and I give you a lot of reasons and I can also tell you if this is fiction, if nothing else, I can give you a lot of reasons why. But the truth really is it makes a hell of a difference to us. It was very strange when I first came to the United States. I was avoiding talking about the reincarnation, absolutely, because I thought, if I said, talk about the reincarnation, I thought you all are going to reject me. A fear of rejection made me shut up, <laughs> for a long time. And one time in an Abba, a group of people, and I said, Something somehow slipped through my mouth, talking about the reincarnation, and uh-oh, <laughs> but everybody going like this. You might be there at that time, Raya? probably, yeah, but I don't see anyone else there at that time, you know. They are all going like this, very serious, not big group, small maybe, 15, 20 maybe, you know, they're all going on. And I was saying myself, Wow! It is so strange. Is so they so easily accept reincarnation. How come? I was sort of happy. Also, Wow! It is most difficult for me, supposed to be reincarnated as Lama, for me to know about reincarnation, and to accept is so difficult. How come they accept? You know what I learned? (laughs) Most of them don't want to go away. (laughs) They would like to remain. (laughs) They don't want to accept going away. It is another schedule. You know another escaping way, escaping thing. So that, if you think of reincarnation in that way, there's no point. No point. The point really is: what are we talking about reincarnation? What is it? So the question really comes in: whether we are we the human being such as yourself and myself. Are we a simply a flesh and bones and maybe an intellectual thoughts? Are we simply just that or something more than that? Now we all know we are not just flesh and bones and the liquid. In our body. In other words, our body is not us. We are not our body. Are you? You're not. I'm not. This is my body. My head. My head. My body. But it's not me. I am inside this body, somewhere. Or, I am very pervasive throughout my body. I'm not my body. Who am I, then? Where, where does it come from? Will I be ever here? Or, Am I going to disappear in the thin air like that? I don't expect we'll solve that problem tonight in half an hour talk here. First, don't have the high expectation on it. You know, you know why? The philosophers and even scientists, are for, for years and the philosophers for centuries, try to solve that problem. But what do we know? is is my body is a part of me as long as I am in my body, as long as I am in my body. The moment I am not in my body, then it's not part of me. We don't call my body then, we call something else. That. I don't want to use the other word. So it indicates there is a something comes in and the something goes out from there. Who is that? Who we call it? Me. My soul. My consciousness again another huge question here. If I'm just not my body, then I did not come out of my genes. I occupy my genes. I develop my genes. I use my genes. But my gene is not me. No, I am so the separation of a body and, let's call it mind. Mind, not in the sense of the intellectual mind, the deep down person. So this is not so difficult to know my body is not me, and I am not my body. That's not difficult. But the difficulty lies with the mind. What is a mind? What is it? Where do I see it? How it look like? What is the color? There is no color in mind. There is no shape. Mind is not tangible. It is beyond physical forms, Beyond color. It is beyond. Right now, my mind is trapped in my body. As long as my body remains capable of maintaining me, me, I will remain in this. So do you, we all. The moment the body becomes unserviceable, I give example like a rented apartment. The body is like a rented apartment. When the apartment works, it is good to be in there. It gives us shelter, nice place to sleep, nice place to do something which you don't want anybody else see it. <laughs> so so that is the the body gives us that. But the moment it started losing the heat, the air, the water and the room, then we have to get out. Right? We still won't pay the rent. We have to get out. So when we have to get out, that is exactly, our body is become unserviceable, we depart from that body. So the question is, where are we going? And if we were departing from here, then we might have come from somewhere. Where are we come from? So. The Buddha gave answer, but that Buddha's answer. It is our consideration. Yeah. Buddha himself said, don't buy it, because I, the Buddha, said so. If you do, you are stupid. That's what the Buddha himself said. If you are intelligent, and if you are learned, intelligent, you think yourself you find out the truth. Because you know, truth has to be discovered by ourselves. If we don't discover, truth is there everywhere within the earth. As long as we don't discover, it doesn't do any good to us. Any good to us. As like yesterday I said, I'm sure most of you were there yesterday. I said, you know, information's everywhere. It's a matter how we pick up. We can't pick up. I pick up spiritual information in days of our life. I said that yesterday. Remember? Yeah. Our glasses is a good example for me. It's impermanent, going, 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 going. You know, sand like. What did they say? Like the days of our life it's like sand going down through the hourglasses. Yes. So just like that, truth is everywhere. But if I don't discover truth, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. So we have to discover. So in order to discover that, we have to know. What is it that we are talking about? What is that mind? How is it work? I said yesterday, a lucid luminance, natural. When I said pure, that is the lucid luminance. We are all pure. You are pure. I'm pure. We all are pure. We're not dirty. We're not filthy. We're great. We are capable. We have information. We have knowledge. The question is whether we can use it or not. That's a different question. So that lucid luminance is not produced by anybody. I mean, not by parents. The parents have produced Genes. They give the genes and they produce our body. The nice beautiful body. Even if it's fat or old, but even then it's a nice good body. That was giving. That was produced. But not our soul. How do I know? Very difficult. But there's a lot of information within us, information such as memories, collection of thoughts, and even situations. You remember certain situations. You couldn't figure out when that happened what had happened. And when you go through, it's not your dream, it's not your experience that you remember, but it was really true. It had happened. Likewise, our future too, we get that glimpse too. Glimpse too. I always say, a lot of people like to say what had happened in the 60s are terrible. But for me, I really think what had happened in the 60s are so great in the United States. At least. Because it made people open. People like you. People like you wonder what about the reincarnation. Is there such a thing called future life? What is it? What is the spiritual thing? What can I do better for myself other than just making money? These ideas, situations, would not have raised within you had it not been six days. Though we can blame everything what had happened in six days. But there are good things also have happened in six days. Opening the drug experimental they did in the 60s. You know, I had a talk with the, I talked with the Ramdas, and he told me when they're doing the research, I mean it's not like today's, you know, those days, when they're doing the research and they're thinking they are Covering the uncharted territory, they wow! They're amazed at what the human mind can do, what is capable, where we can see, they really think they are covering uncharted territory. Both Ramdas and Timothy and all these people at that time—they are, they are the—you know—they are those tenured Harvard professors. That's what they are called. And all of a sudden, somebody gave them Tibetan book of that. And when they started reading them, whatever they thought they are discovering uncharted territory has been mentioned in this for centuries. For centuries. And that's why so many of them thought Tibet is the source of the Sephiroth truth development. So what you have done is the glimpse of what possibility a human being can achieve. Human capacity. It's just a glimpse. It doesn't last because it's not a natural development. It is a chemical development. That's why as long as the chemical effect remains, you have it. Some people have a great experience, some people have a horrifying experience. You know it, right? That's because it's reality in our future. Some of us will have a great experience in our future, joyful, beautiful, can Some of us will have a horrifying experience, miserable, horrible, unimaginable. That is just a little glimpse. As we have a glimpse of past life, we have also have a glimpse of the future. Life or not, but future. But most probably many of them in our lives. Lives. For me personally, I had a great deal of difficulty to accept reincarnation. Although I've been level. Reincarnated Lama. I thought honestly as a kid, I am a reincarnated Lama, so I will recall what I did last life. <laughs> Nothing comes in. Absolutely zero. So zero. You know, one thing I don't do, some people you know, I said this and some people told me, Well yeah, you have to you get a glimpse and you have to think. I don't follow suggestion. I don't. I don't do something when there's no reasons. That's the one thing I learned from the Tibetan Buddhism. You don't accept anything unless you have a convincing, logical, reliable reason. Logical, reliable reasons means reliable mind cannot contradict. That is the reliable. You know, I I keep on saying, here is a human being, and all of you say, I see nothing. You are crazy. That is the reliable mind, rejection. So the logically acceptable reason means reliable mind cannot contradict. To be able to stand on that. So that's why I I can recollect nothing. I can imagine and I can say that was, that's I'm cheating myself. Or I'm misleading others too. So I had a really hard time to accept the to accept reincarnation. And I couldn't ask my great teachers, first when I was a kid, I thought they're going to beat me up. You know, fear of getting hit, and I get a lot, that's why I really got a lot of beatings. If you want example of child abuse, that's me. That was me. Really, really, a lot. You know, I'm in the old culture. In that old culture, you know, we don't have this beautiful, like, you know, the Sesame Street, and all this, Where, where they are, you know? They were just to show you a piece of paper here and say, Ka, Ka, you have to go, woo, woo, you have to go. There's nothing that beautiful things are there at all. And if you don't learn it, they will hit you. It's an old style, old style. And then I, mean, I get a lot of beatings up, you know, it's not a simple joke, honestly. Especially some of the teachers, you know, really, especially when they come up, you know, if they're coming up with a little, sort of, you know, bad mood type of thing, then it's, and then I'm okay. I don't get much. Some they just give me a little laugh, and then they will do a three prostations. My God, after that, you're going to get it. <laughs> you know, I really had lashes like, you know, 250 at one go. Things like that. You know, I have to ride a horse and for weeks I couldn't and I have to stand on the on the horse like that. You know, can't put it down. You know? <laughs> that you know, that's what my that's why I have a fear of asking questions for that. <laughs> Especially this is a huge subject, reincarnation. Tibetans do accept reincarnation like the Americans accept hamburger. We don't ask questions against hamburger, do we? We don't. We do. So just like that. it is very. And then later when I become bigger, then I'm not afraid they're going to beat me, but I was afraid they're going to reject me. The fear of rejection will kick on me. So if I ask that question, they probably think, what had happened to this incarnate Lama? Or oh, something terrible gone wrong. So you know, they could reject it, the fear of the rejection. So I have struggled that for, really, for 50 years. Now, I cannot say this is fiction. I cannot. There's a too many evidence of the people remember. Forget about the spiritual reasons. Forget about the believing system completely. Even, straightforward, forward, how many kids remember? A lot of them remember. If you look in that, in that account they gave, a lot of them. Some of them even remember their own old parents and they insist that their present parents are not their parents they want to go and see they have all of those are documented the research scholars with the western scientific control they have documented all of them there i don't want to repeat those because you can read them in english in the book after book in my book I like to only present what I know and what I experience about the impact. Where does our habitual patterns come from? Where does the kids know things that we've been hiding from them without anybody telling them, you know? How many times the parents try to hide the Playboy magazine? And and With your surprise, you find them under the bed of all these young kids. Where do they come from? How do they learn? Where do they pick up? Honestly speaking, the reincarnation is not approved by, by the science. But no scientist ever said there is no reincarnation. No one. So to me, personally, that's not for you, personally, reincarnation is reality. I am come from all my previous life and I will go in my future life. That is reality for me. Not that I don't want to die. Yeah, I don't want to die. We all don't want to die, but we've got to. But the change, the transition, what we'll do from this life to future life, is our soul. Then the question you may raise, then how come I remember nothing? Sure, we don't remember, because our gross memory, the gross mind has been reduced at the time that we die, all our growth minds are reducing one after the another. We even forget, before we die, not only because of time, I don't remember names or faces, but we ask questions to ourselves, if we have someone on the dying bed. We ask, does he remember? Does he recognize you? Does he remember your name? Then we ask does he remember his own name? Even doctors ask all the time what's your name? What's your name? they? What's happening? The gross memories are shrinking. Gross mind sorry growth not gross memory. the gross mind shrinking it becomes such a subtle mind, such a subtle mind, not even, forget about the remembering, not even a positive or negative by nature cannot be distinguishable. Such a subtle and finally colorless, formless, such a subtle parts from our body. And it just goes in the open, like a space. Find and touch with our original souls. We are either accepted or rejected at that time. And if we are accepted, we become the part, the sea of enlightenment. If you are rejected, it depends how big it is, our karmic guides. So we may be, if you are lucky enough, we may become another, we may be, or who knows what. So what will happen then is in our hand today. That's why today is so important. I can make a difference to me today. You can make a difference to you today. That time is a little too late. What will happen then is what we do today. So I am responsible for me. That means what will happen then or any time. So do you. You are responsible. You also. I can make a difference for me. You can make a difference to me. That's why we spend time trying to find out spiritually. Anyway, I shouldn't talk too much to you. So the reincarnation is like a rainfall comes from the sky and dissolves on the ground. That's what I am. That we are all are okay. So thank you for coming. I should have asked allow you to raise questions, but I should allow you to give like three, if there is. I don't think I have answers. I don't. But we can talk about it if there is questions. Yes, lady. As far as I understand, a lot of Buddhist traditions uh, say that there is no soul. Um, so in reincarnation, then what? What actually goes on? What what is it? Me. <laughs> you know, it is to me it is theoretical. A lot of Buddhists say there's no soul, but there's a consciousness. Mm-hmm. What is the difference? It's a simple name, label. Some people call it soul, some people call it consciousness. But there's something. Yes. So whatever you call it, you may call it tiger. Or rabbit. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And uh, to me, you know, what? I, one of my t- most important thing is traditions. is something else. What we want is we want help. We want to go beyond those traditions. We, we don't want to lock ourselves in the boxes. You know, like pill boxes. I have one. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a the book, book, book. Then I look ah, it's good control. It's fine. It's organized. But I don't like that. We don't want to be locked in Sunday box or the Monday box. We so should really be free. So it doesn't matter, terminology. Thank you. Thank you, you. Oh, thank thank you, very you much. so much. Yes, lady. Very good question. Do we have a choice whether we want to come back or not? What I understand is we do have a choice, but we choose now, not at that time. It is very funny, if you really look in that karmi thing, we create all our karma, once we already created, it and then it becomes, uh, you know, when it started functioning and it almost had a mind of its own, then we cannot control anymore. You know, sometimes science fiction movies, you see some crazy professor is experimenting everything and they made a huge different monster machine and uh, he can manage for a little while, and until after a little while he lost the control, and this monster took over. Karma is sometimes looks like that. That's why I pick up uh, my coming information. <laughs> Thank you. A lady over there, please. Thank you. How did they recognize that you were an incarnate uh, lama? How did um, they know that? Well, there's a lot of uh, old systems. System of uh, divination, system of uh, checking in legs, system of asking oracles, system of uh, trusted lamas to give pronouncements, if you like it, or system of uh, testing the boys or girl, whatever, though there are, though there are very few girl in garden lamas lot of boys. <laughs> so anyway, they test them, try to bring a beautiful, nice things belonging to the previous one and even better or worse sometimes and identical one, 30, 40 of them they lay down and make you pick up and to see how much you correct and how much you are wrong. They make a percentage wise. That's how they calculate. They have their own little very good system fairly good system, but nothing is scientifically provable or acceptable. But they have a lot of old systems. They yes. do. In my case, I have a long story. If you read in my book, I mentioned probably in little bit there. Thank you. By the way, the book called "Good Life, Good Death." It's available in the library here. I'm selling my book. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. I have a question on. When a person dies, a lot of times, a lot of spiritual texts say that the consciousness is with the, the ones that, that they left behind forever. What happens when that consciousness is, is reincarnated? Is it still there for that person? Or, Christ, I do not buy that. Personally, consciousness does not live forever. There are. You know, it's very interesting. I wish I had talked that a little bit earlier. But, uh, you know, when I come here first time, when I came here first time, I saw on the television and the movies, as well as a fact, there are a lot of fortune tellers, and there's a lot of, what you call, psychics. The psychics, they try to tell you, I saw this and that, and I did this and that, and all of them. So I was very skeptical about it extremely skeptical about it. And my reasoning and my understanding and my own study was to try to see how can they see that person. They are like a 49 days period of the different process that a, the departed uh, person has gone go through, changes they go through, and all kinds of things they go through, and how can it be Possible. Yet on the other hand, these psychics are not lying. They are telling you to look the So what is it? I spent a lot of time looking in this. By my own looking on this. And then I asked oh, those are the early six early, you know, like a, late eighties. There are still a great many spiritual masters of old Tibet still living that day. And I asked several of them. And they give me an answer which I never thought about. It. And what they told me is there is a real person. And along with that, the number of the spirits, what do we call it? Number of the spirits. The person goes, the spirits remain. These spirits go and talk to the sadists. They identify themselves with the real person's name. They know everything what the real person did. The real person think, I know everything, no one else knows about this. They know, the spirits know everything. Except one thing, when they have a highly High spiritual activities. During the high spiritual activities, these spirits are blocked. So they don't remember, they don't know what had happened during that period. So when you ask them what had happened over there, they will say, Oh, yeah, I was not allowed in, or I didn't see it. And that happens in had happened in Tibet so many times. And also the psychics are not lying. But the spirits are. There's individual person and uh, along with that there's some spirits. And then I asked one of my teachers, I said, How many of them there? He said number is not certain, but sometimes three hundred and fifty six different spirits are there too, along with one person. So that was a little, you know, it was a little, it was opening eyes for me that time. But these people are not lying. Believe me, they're not lying. They're really talking to somebody, but that somebody is, and who is that somebody is really is a different. Point. Thank you. I'm sorry I took a long time. Thank you.